Hi, I'm Gail Reeves-King. Welcome to Pandora's Box Poetry Showcase. Every night is different here. Listen with us and you'll hear the obscure and the famous, loud poets and quiet ones, the rowdies and the romantics, words that take your breath away and teach us new ways to breathe. From the welter of reconfigurations, lonely artist, banana juice, samurai, manifesto, some are born together, I write we. I write, we write to be ourselves and more than ourselves, to connect and to disengage, to close the gap and be the gap that must be closed. Green, unlit, wooden matchstick heads unite. May is still in time. Come with us into the fire. Some are born together, I write we. Welcome to Pandora's Box! Please welcome A. Kendra Green. A taster of herring, if, you're, if, you're, if you need some herring fun facts in your life, and I think I can say we all do. <laughs> when we talk about herring, we give one name to a thousand things. We mean always the jutting jaw, the spineless fins, the sleek silver body so likely to school in droves. But we mean some 200 species in the, in the Clupeidae family and other species too, some of them relatives of the clupeids and some just look-alikes. The lake herring, you may know, is actually a salmonid. We talk about toothed river and dwarf round and two-finned and red-eye herring. We talk about middling thread and black stripe and dog tooth and graceful. We talk about Pacific flatiron and West African pygmy. We talk hatchet and Panama. We say herring, and we may mean an equatorial longfin or a whitefin wolf. There is no one herring except in the word. The word herring itself has uncertain origins, though it's tempting to derive it from the old high German, from that ancient word hairy, meaning a host or a multitude, presumably for their massive schools, but a good fit too for their array, not just their throng. Herring are a lot of things. They are filter feeders, they are obligate shoalers, they are a fish of the open water, and they are a social fish. So much so, in fact, they are rarely to be found in aquaria. Go ahead and look. They are so well adapted to life in a multitude that isolation, even a small company, leaves them fragile both stressed out and sluggish, their hearts beating much too fast, and even the best aquarium cannot adequately accommodate their needs. And no wonder. The North Atlantic sees herring schools of some three billion fish. Try even to imagine that. Stand out in the open, somewhere you can look up at the sky, where your vision is unimpeded unless it is by something the scale of a skyscraper or a mountain range. Look out and try to grasp the volume of three billion fish. That's almost five cubic kilometers of herring, and still what we call one school. All right. Please welcome. Stevie Edwards. Five days before the election. And I don't want to feel the earth today because a rich man is in it who says that he has the right to grab the most mine thing I can think of, but maybe wouldn't want to because maybe I'm almost 30. 
and have grown stately in myself these last three years, watched ass and breast become rounder worlds, and said, okay. I can inhabit more cells, can be the urn size of my grandmother's. And it is American to consider that he has a right to lead America, <laughs> to gather the wrinkled hands of bankers and show them all the nooks and crannies, cloaking hushed treasures, teach them how to strip the quiet armor women don when we are tired of eyes following our legs up staircases. I want to lie down in a riverbed, to let the water rush until I am a cold nothing, touched only in the urgent pity of rescue divers dragging me back to earth. I want to let a man, a stranger, worry over my body, what makes it tick and gasp. I want to name each thigh, dimple, and raised vein, each flake of dry skin and stubbled hair. Lest someone think they were ownerless, run their hands up my skirt on a bus like it wasn't a valued thing thieved. I want to be precise about how rich I am, how bountiful my folds of skin, this museum of a pussy, this grand opera belly. Let the government erect a fence around my yards of legs, less country of bush and blood. Let me be a closed border, private country. I forgot to ask if I could say pussy in this room, so sorry. <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, our, our president can say it. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so this one uh, is a newish poem. It's called Souvenirs of the 21st Century. Uh, and it's after uh, this poem by uh, uh, Carlos Drummond de Andrade, where he is kind of predicting the end of the world. <laughs> So, um, so, he, so it's after a poem that's predicting the end of the world, but we're obviously not there yet. <laughs> okay. Um, whatever happens, America will have known the soft skin behind the knees of billions of people in love, even mine. Briefly, this land has held a series of apartment buildings in place, some inhabited by less desirable organisms, Roaches, rodents, roommates who live di leave dishes in the sink for seven days, bad drunks. But some have sheltered the bright dreams of children. Some have saved bodies from hailstones the size of soft sizes of softballs, and some have watched the private atrocities of people breaking each other. Some have known the texture of blood and the ancient scent of sulfur, a series of nouns burned that were still wanted on this world. On television, America drops the largest non-nuclear bomb on Afghanistan, calls it mother of all bombs, MOB for short, in case we need to speak quickly about the distant mountain with its head blown clean off. Putin claims to possess a bigger device, the father of all bombs, AKA phobe, AKA big daddy. The powers that be are, are conspiring to make the ugliest children. I hold the small pouch of my belly and am grateful that it is not conspiring to make anything. <laughs> Medical science has made it easy to not bring new bodies into this fizzling America that makes it uh, difficult for so many bodies to receive medical care. Thank you, Invisible Hand. Thank you, Free Market. Thank you, Congressman Burgess. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> to have a child would be such an inefficient joy, such an unearned luxury. I won't give you their possibilities. 
I don't know what will be made of America. Today, the rain wants to work its magic on the streets. Call it baptism or call it quenching. I want to keep it. The shiver of mid-April, the tremble of my hand grasping an umbrella, rain bruised with a floral print, a gift from my mother in a year of floods. This morning, I woke to a vase of week-old roses on my nightstand, that too sweet scent of beauty leaving, and I didn't want to leave. I pulled the bedspread up to my chin and sunk into morning's best ether. At the edge of waking, America dreams itself better. Children on top of children kicking their chubby legs inside of me. All the roses the land can feed and no bombs raising dirt into the earth. No bombs opening the soft skin behind the knees of, of bodies beloved from hairline to toenails. No question of bombs painting the sky with ashes of apartments and strip malls. No bombs birthing modern, modern ruins. If I could... I would run my hands along the sides of a pit bull and sip coffee until the end of America. Or I would press my nose into the small dip between a lover's pectorals or the spine of a book of poems or the too sweet goodbye of roses. This is the only country I will die for. The rain licking my nose, dawn's sugared ebb. Thank you all. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage Lauren Belmore and Courtney Marie. I am thinking of a color. It is not white or black. It is not the color of your eyes. It is the shade it makes in autumn, the sun shrinking days, the way the leaves stand on their tiptoes ready to fall. I am thinking of the way we prepare to make mistakes. You are a slingshot and I am a loaded gun. We are contents under pressure. I am thinking of the colors my fingers make pressed into my eyes. From here, pleasure and agony look like sisters. I wonder what it is like to be blind. I imagine never seeing you again. With this next one, I would like to introduce my cohort, Lauren Belmore. Imaginary Sin. One, envy. A soap bubble interrogated, or a shallow lake, one you can still drown in if you try very, very hard. To play with jealousy, Use an oversized mirror and seek its roots. Know it to the core, a simple projection in the cave, the shadow of a thimble stretching across the wall in a darkening room. Two, greed. The dead stopped sinning a long time ago, but you can still follow the trail of crumbs to your lips. Lap up the nectar and ask yourself, where besides this lifetime will you find such sensation? Be greedy of yourself, as the thing about living is that it will eventually end, which should be enough reason not to save yourself for last. Remember, our resources are endless, but limited. Three, anger.
Sometimes your anger is truth. Truth should never be silenced. Four, gluttony. It is those without room in their stomachs that tell the hungry not to feast. Excess is a rich idea lined with gold, something we don't need to worry about down here. If there is cake, let us have it, eat it, and ask for more, because tomorrow is the same as it ever was. A true pig wears a toupee, deceptive, lives in a white house and hates love. Bills spill from his pockets, needles pull cells from cheeks to imitate youthful, imagined angels. Five, lust. Fuck shame. Fuck shame. Tend to your garden. Plant the flowers as you wish. Watch them bloom. Embrace curiosity. Touch their petals as you water them. Find your pleasure and peace in the dirt if that is what you need to remind yourself that you are flesh and human and alive and that there is never anything wrong with being short of breath if you are using it to create something full of color and blossom and earthly sense. Six, pride. If you have ever been told you will fail, document each success, throw a party, record the climb to every summit, give yourself a gold star for survival, set a world record for proving everyone wrong. Remind yourself loudly that you exist despite the thorns of those who wish to silence you. Take pride's hand and teach her how to hold her head high. Together, create a storm cellar for when the winds are at their worst, when the ink isn't enough to mix a cocktail, when anxiety wraps his dry, scratchy fingers around your throat, when the sound of your own thoughts fighting is enough to form a thick shell around your body, a chrysalis in weight. Time passes relentlessly and it is easy to fill with other things. Don't deny pride her moments. The more rare, the more true. How quickly our mouths fill with doubt when she is gone. Seven, Sloth. This is Gail Reeves King, one of the cells in the Pandora's Box Brain Trust. Thanks for sharing your gray matter with ours for a while. We hope you'll come back next time for more.